This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Like me? Is that what you were going to say? Yeah. I was going to say like you. What's his name? Why? I'm going to Google him. No, Google your own guy. Let's just see if his mother's still alive. Hey, did you ever hear this guy they call the date doctor? Urban myth. Really? Absolutely. I was kind of hoping he also helped women. Casey, you're not sick. You're single. You just have to relax and enjoy the ride. I hadn't been ridden in months. I heard every word. You're a scam artist. You trick women into getting Into them. getting out of their own way. So great guys like Albert Brenneman have a fighting chance. Okay, no, no, no. I want, I want everybody to take a good look at this right now. Because this, this right here, this is exactly why falling in love is so goddamn hard. Sir, let's go. Now, Vance Munson is a pig. And I refused to work with him. Need to get your facts right. Welcome in to Rom-Com Rewind with Mackie and Judd. Part of the Mackie and Judd Go to the Movies series that includes Action Movie Rewind and now Rom-Com Rewind. And before uh, before we dive in here, boys, Rom-Com Rewind is powered by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, here to help business owners in the state of Minnesota. They recently launched MyShield, the online client destination for risk management resources. Think about as a business owner how helpful it would be for you to have employee training at your fingertips. Industry resources that can help your business reach another level of success. If you have a business, I don't know if if they include dating coaches and lifestyle coaches. My guess is no, but you never know until you go to federatedinsurance.com to find out how they can protect your business with tools like MyShield. You can also download the app. It's free. Go to MyShield on the FederatedInsurance.com website. And remember, it's Federated. It's our business to protect yours. No, it's not him. I'm telling you, that's him. It doesn't look anything like Excuse him. me. Excuse me. Do you know him? No. <clears throat> I want you to look me in the eye and you tell me that he did not hire you. Ma'am, I have never seen this man before in my life. See you later, Tony. <laughs> Tony, <laughs> you have got no, some serious <laughs> The 2005 romantic comedy classic, Hitch, starring Will Smith, Ava Mendez, Kevin James, Amber Valletta, and even Michael Rappaport. Yeah, a little Before he started doing selfie rants on social media. I love Michael media. Rappaport. I am, do you? He's one of my favorites. He's hilarious. He's, he's one I got of my que- all-time favorites. I got a question about him, though. So, but go on. Go on. No, you go You can ask. What? Oh, I'm just, I'm curious what happened to him. Like, he was a character actor. He was... You know, yeah, I think extremely. He's in his prime right now. Successful, and then he just sort of went he's off on a, uh, the deep end as far as these rants. He and... plays the dad in a very good Netflix series called Atypical. Oh, he does. Okay, it's really, really good show. Um, he plays the dad of a kid with That's what his son has autism, and it's just it's a it's a funny drama kind of show. It's it's really really good. Yeah. Okay, really good. But, but his but his but, but his, his best work is stuff. on social media, yeah. where he just rants about things, very very vulgar rants yes. about things. All right, Hitch, two thousand five. This film, which was written by Kevin Bish, features Will Smith as Alex Hitch Hitchens, a professional date doctor who makes a living teaching men how to woo women. Unfortunately, while helping his latest client woo the woman of his dreams, he finds out that his game doesn't quite work on the gossip columnist with whom he's smitten. Smitten. 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. Randomly low. But also yeah. fitting. Is it? Nice. Yeah, it would be nice. But, but Is it low? It's low. Is it low? It's criminally low. Is it? How's that? 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 How's Critics consensus. Despite Hitch's predictability, Will Smith and Kevin James win praise for their solid, warm-hearted performances. 
get this. This movie had a $70 million budget because Will Smith was at his absolute zenith here. Yep. And Eva Mendez was close to it. And uh, Kevin James was actually at his zenith yeah. here, too. He had been seven years into, uh, what's the King sitcom, of Queens. King of Queens. Great show. $70 million budget turned into $370 million at the box office. Wow. This was a smash hit. It was released on Valentine's Day weekend of 2005. Oh, I saw it in theaters as a 12-year-old. Really? Yes. What, was, what was that experience like? Oh, it was good. I went with my mom. Typical Declan, uh, Declan and mom situation. I think my brother was there, too. I think Brother Liam was there, too. Yeah, I've never seen this in theaters. It's a great film. It's one of no my all-time game, favorites. There's no girl. And if ever there was a man born without game, <laughs> it was Albert Brenneman. You know what it's like getting up every morning? feeling hopeless, feeling like the love of your life is waking up with the wrong man, but at the same time, hoping that she still finds happiness, even if it's never going to be with you. You are flat out, out of your mind. You know that? Yeah. That's good. That's good. (laughs) All right, we'll start with Judd Zolgad. What was your key takeaway from Hitch? Okay, my key takeaway was this. What you read is exactly right. The performances are great. Will Smith is great. Uh, James is great. The performances are very good. But the film itself, and, and I've seen the film twice now, but this is the first time I sat down with pen and paper and took notes, okay? So this is the this was the <laughs> football. It's the first time you've watched breakdown. the All-22 film. The all, 22. all 22 breakdown. <laughs> so this is not, you know, before I think it was a Sunday years ago. Sure. I said, I it's thought on, this is cute. It's on TBS like every yeah, other Yeah, this week. is really cute. <laughs> and, and, the, and the performances are really good. So there is nobody in this film who stunk. Everyone pulled their weight. But there are too many cliches in this oh. film about everything that goes wrong in a relationship. There are unnecessarily too many moving parts. And, of course, you then have, and this is the ultimate cliche, and it's not even that key to it, the misunderstanding about the unknown date doctor and what are his motives. Okay? Listen, it, is a little, it would be a little confusing if you're a woman and you find out that this guy is, this guy is a trained pickup artist and then he but then he happens Has he tricked me into liking him but I don't then know. he but but then it's with a gossip columnist who's trying to find him to out him but story. she's in love behind the scenes with him it's look what made it's an american love story it is what now you guys what made how to lose a guy in 10 days so great was its simplicity oh the writers knew what they were the writers knew exactly what the goal was here this was a writing team that had too much going on and kept adding storylines. And again, the I don't know acting, if I agree with that. The, yeah, act, the acting either. is great, but she's a got the the um, gossip columnist trying to find and expose the date doctor who she just happens to fall in love with and not know is enough to eliminate a lot of other portions of this storyline because it's such a stretch. They go. It's too many. It's too many viable writing cliches. I could have cleaned this film up in. Glad you did it. Five minutes. I could have so, cleaned this film wow. up. Okay, I don't. So I, I, wow. I thought. I thought this movie was. And by was the way, actually, I didn't not like it. I'm just telling you, it had too much going on. I thought this movie was very simple. I don't. I, yeah. I, I, this is the first time I've completely disagreed with your assessment of the com- complexity yes. of the movie. There are three main themes and storylines in this movie. There's Alex Hitchens trying to finagle his way with Eva Mendez, right? Right. Mm-hmm. There's there's a. I'm forgetting his name. Albert Brenneman yep. trying to finagle his way with the celebrity. Yep. And then there's Stefan Marbury trying to beat the Memphis well, Grizzlies. And that's in my, as, and that's as, in my notes. Madison Square and that Garden. is in my notes, too. <laughs> that is. But the thing is, if you're going to go with gossip columnist Chase's unknown date doctor guy, but she's really in love with him, but she doesn't know it, that, to me, you are you are teetering on the edge of absurdity. All right, Dex. What was your main? Yeah, takeaway? that's my takeaway. That's totally my takeaway. disagree with Judd. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump the gun here, but I'm just gonna say my main takeaway is it's the greatest rom com film of all time. Wow, the greatest oh, rom com movie of Whoa. all time. Well, well, pull him over. Great cast. I don't know if I can pull him up. Pull him over. Funny. So How to lose a guy in ten days so is better. So Judd and I are in the cop car together, and Judd's like, "That guy's speeding," and I'm like, "No, he's not." Yeah, the deputy here <laughs> he is trying to pull him. He swerved. Out. No, he didn't. You know what? Phil Phil's gone bad. Give me the wheel. Phil's no. gone dirty. Phil's taking bribes. What you want, what you 
Take Cops is recorded on location <laughs> with the men and women of Sports Talk. All suspects are innocent until proven guilty in hot take court. All right, listen, I'm just going to sit in the police car. I want All right, sir, can you step out of the car? Can you step out of the car? What did I do, officer? <clears throat> Am I being detained? Uh, first of all, you swerved. <laughs> Second of all, just because you saw a film with your mother around Valentine's That's Day at the age of 12 not does why. not make this the greatest rom-com of all time. Use... This is a cute rom-com. Sir, sir, what? can you walk this rom-com line? I can use first the sentimental mom card to my rom- advantage in a lot of situations. I'm not using it in this one, okay? This is a phenomenal film. It has a great cast. It's hilarious. It it's not too cheesy. It has a, it, it, it's it's a great story. It's a great story of of this date doctor, the gossip columnist trying to find a point him out, the dork Albert Brenneman going way out of his league with Allegra Cole. It brings it all full circle at the end. It's one of the best. It, like what? How to lose a guy in ten days is to Phil Mackey changing his college major. This is like what hitches for me. It is my. It's like my favorite film. If it's on TV, I stop and watch it anytime. Amazing. It's the best rom com of all time. So I'm going to withhold my my score and my my. I'm, I'm not going to go quite as far as Declan did in my revealing of yep. how I feel about this movie. But I love this movie. Yes. This is. I'm with Declan in that it's on TBS every five minutes, basically, yeah. or E. And if there's nothing happening and it's a Sunday late morning or whatever, and hitches on, I'm watching. I'm in. If it's yeah. late at night, I'm in. But my biggest takeaway from this movie is that it actually spawned, because it, it's pretty early internet days, like it's before social media, yeah. it's like chat room days and, and web forum days. She, she leaves a message on a voicemail. Yeah. yeah. Think about that. Well, so is Rick Spielman and other GMs. Yeah, GMs Boston. are doing that with trade offers yeah. to the Houston Texans. Which we can talk about that later. I got a great bit about that, too. Hilarious. Um this movie spawned an era of pickup artistry. I don't know if you guys ever like VH1 oh, had a yeah, show like a year. Artist. So, so here's Great sort show. of the, the, the this movie came out, and then like a year later, VH1 launched a show called The Pickup Artist, yep. and then a book came out written by Neil Strauss called The Game, which highlighted a group of so-called pickup artists. It became a New York Times number one bestseller, mm-hmm. highlighting these guys in LA who were dweebs and nerds and like taught themselves. How they like gamed the system for how to talk to women and get them to be interested in them, and that so it was this movie. The book came out. The VH1 reality series came out. The guy who hosted the VH1 reality series pickup artist, his name was Mystery, and he was like a magician, and he would he would show you how to walk up and like insult a girl in the right way so that she'd fall in love. It was just ridiculous. So bad, dude. It was ridiculous. Um, it only made it like one or two seasons. Oh. <laughs> but I will say, I was in college when all of this was happening. Like, this movement, this movie into the VH1 show, and then the book, The Game, came out. And you should have seen college Phil Mackey just trying all of the hitch tactics. Like, oh, my God. I'm going to walk up, and I'm going to be, I'm not going to show too much interest, but I'm going to show some interest, and then I'm going to walk away. Pay so much money <laughs> and how much did, go back in And time. how much did this work for you? Zero percent. Yeah. <laughs> Zero. Zero percent. For sure, but it was it was the beginning of this era of okay, it's hard to go up and talk to girls if you're a guy. What's the best way to do it so that you can get her attention, um, but that you're not being too inauthentic? And Hitch was, I mean, Hitch talks about this like five times during during the movie. So, all right, what was your favorite part, Judd, about Hitch? You broached it, no question about it. The sports in the film. Oh, of course. Wow. The, we got back-to-back Knicks games. Yeah. The, yeah, but 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 in this case, in this case, we got savvy sports people doing a perfect job of of having them be at a game. Yeah, and it didn't need to be the NBA finals. And it's, like, but, and, it's but to, yeah. and and it is what Knicks, Memphis, Stefan, right? I got the rosters here if you want. But the, but hmm. here's the great thing. You want to guess the rosters? Um, this I think this game was recorded. Marbury. Hold on, let me pull up. I think this game was recorded on March twenty fourth, two thousand four. I think I saw Paul Gasol, Paul, young Paul Gasol. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you probably did for yep. the uh, Grizz. Yep. If this is the game I'm thinking of, it was at Madison Square Garden. It was the Grizzlies' only trip there in two thousand four, the year before this movie came out. Okay, mm-hmm. a young Paul Gasol went for twenty three points, six rebounds, four assists. Can you guess who won the game? Just based on the clip that you saw. Um, uh, Knicks won the game. 
Grizzlies in a blowout. Really? 111-97. Really? Oh, my And that that included the Knicks outscoring the Grizzlies by 11 in garbage time. It was like a 30-point game at one point. Oh, really? Stefan, here are the starting lineups. You had, for the Knicks, you had Stefan Marbury. He went for 23 points and 10 assists in a losing effort, which is his entire career encapsulated in this game. And then demanded out afterwards. He said, I want to be traded. I want to be traded back to the Nets. You had Shandon Anderson, Penny Hardaway. Nice. Oh, little Penny? Wow. I love little Penny. Naj Muhammad, Kurt Thomas, and then off the bench, Kurt you had Thomas. Vin Baker, oh, yeah. Othella Hurt Harrington, Jamar wow. Johnson, Mike Sweetney, and Moochie Norris. Moochie. God, were the Knicks bad. For the Grizzlies, you had Pau Gasol, James Posey. By the way, this was, like a, this was like a 50-win Grizzlies team this year. Yeah, nice. You had Pau Gasol, James Posey, Jason Williams, white chocolate Jason Williams. Oh, yeah. Mike Miller. Oh, Mike Miller. Jake Sakalitas, and then off the bench, you had Stromile Swift, Bonzi Wells, Shane Battier, Earl Watson, Bo Outlaw, and Theron Smith and Troy Bell. Oh, that's some great old school names. Oh, Earl Watson. Man. UCLA, right? I think so. Yeah, he's coaching. I, I think he was. But anyway, you know what this film did? This film did a perfect job of, of one, um, they had just the right amount of action, which, mm-hmm. is, which is almost none, but that's absolutely fine. They showed it. Two, they clearly shot the scene not during the game, so you you didn't have this awkward. Well, we're really at the game, and we got to act like we're at the game, right? Yep. It was clear that they shot it around the game itself. This what everything that that how to lose a guy in ten days did hysterically wrong, Knicks wise. <laughs> this film actually did really well. I, I give, agree. I give. I think they had a sports consultant who said it's but fine if they're going to go to a Knicks game. But you don't really need to take them to a Knicks game. Yep, less is more in this case. Yeah. And so in both in both of these last two movies, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days and Hitch, they had one day and one game to capture basketball footage for the movie. Yep. And in the case of Hitch, they said less is more. It'll just be it'll just be a clip of a game. It'll just be their court seasoning side. on the movie, right? They're supposedly courtside, which yep. is fine. Yep, seasoning on the movie. Yep. We're not going to pretend that it's the NBA Finals. We're not going to try and recreate them. <laughs> what a great stretch that was! <laughs> and, why, why did you do that? And then Hud lose a guy in ten days. Said, "All right, we're going to go. We're, we got one day of footage. Even though Chris Webber is not playing in this game for the Kings, and the Knicks are a dumpster fire, and Lawrence Funderburk is in all of our shots." We're gonna we're gonna take this footage of one game, a crappy regular season game, and we're gonna make it seem like it's the NBA Finals as a major theme throughout the movie. Yes, you didn't need to do that. <laughs> no, but I mean, who ridiculous. Did, who decided that and said, you know what? Let's make it the NBA Finals. And who didn't say, you know what, Ted? That's a really stupid idea. I know. Anyway, uh, that's Dex, my favorite part. What was your favorite part of this movie? Uh, I th- well, there's so many, but I, I think the my favorite part, um, and I'll play the clip here. It's a little long, but it's when. Hitch meets Sarah for the first time, and also before that too, when Sarah uh, scares off or like like basically shuts down Chip. Chip, Chip comes over. Poor Chip. You have, you have just, beautiful eyes. Just slams like Chip. <laughs> listen, Chip? Yeah. try to listen here, okay? Yeah. I just think it's great. I think that both of them here have insane, and you know the moment they start talking here that this is just going to be a hit. I mean, you're sending all the right signals. No earrings, heels under two inches, your hair is pulled back, you're wearing reading glasses with no book. Drinking a great goose martini, which means you had a hell of a week and a beer just wouldn't do it. And if that wasn't clear enough, there's always the f- that you have stamped <laughs> on your forehead. Because who's going to believe that there's a man out there that could sit down beside a woman he doesn't know and genuinely be interested in who she is, what she does, without his own agenda? So what would a guy like that say? Well, he'd say, my name is Alex Hitchens and I'm a consultant. But she wouldn't be interested in that because she'd probably be just counting the seconds until he left. But then he'd ask her name and what she did for a living. And she might blow him off. Or or, or she might say, I'm Sarah Milas. I run the gossip column at The Standard. That, that just brilliant. brilliant how, how many dude. times has Declan Goff tried to speak to a woman at a bar in that way? Um, mm, I, got I probably have tried it. Uh, and it's been... <laughs> Drastically unsuccessful. I, I can't I'm, believe it. I'm envisioning another. another scenario where, like, he goes through all of those things, yeah. and then he's just a hundred percent wrong. Yes, he's like, I'm a lesbian. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> get out of my um, space. I also think, like, it's a little absurd to how he goes before too. Like when he's talking with Rappaport, I'm not like trying to jump the gun here, but when he's with Rappaport and he like does the twenty dollar bill thing to the girl to like get her attention, like, how is this supposed to get you away from those guys? It's like, I don't think, like, that is one of the most obscure, like, absurd things I've ever seen. 
I think where, a woman tries would be to order, so offended. He tries to order drink. Well, she was offended. Yeah, she was. But oh, but then she like gets a little smitten because like, well, how am I supposed to get away from those guys? Those and guys would have probably tried to, the tried other, to jump him or something. Correct. The problem too with the clip that you played, and this is the flaw in how they wrote it, is the second she says, "I'm a gossip columnist." If you are the date doctor and you are trying to keep a low profile, you are out. Well, yeah, but, but, um, like, well, like you're not going to be like, oh, man, you're the gossip columnist. That's great. Because she's eventually, if you date, going to ask what you do. And he makes it very clear he has no interest in talking about his business. But, but, and he's legendary. But some people. And he knows he is. Know they're going to get into a relationship. And they know there might be an issue with, like, what I do for a profession. And, like, it just kind of, that like, you just got to accept that. Yeah, like, if he, that's, well, but I see make, what Judd's saying, but where he makes, if he wants to keep a low profile, she's probably the last one that he should be and he makes, and, and he clearly has has a really good racket going, so it's not like he does an objectionable job, but he's like, it's okay. Like, throughout the course of the film, he very clearly tries to avoid ever talking about what he does. Yeah, it's hard to explain and, to people. And yeah. now he's going to date a gossip columnist, yeah. or potentially. What did you guys uh, think, though, of just the smooth move of, like, getting her attention and then walking away without even getting her number and ordering her a Grey Goose vodka martini Brilliant move. while you walk out the door? Brilliant and then she move. just sits there and she thinks about you? Yeah. No, that's yeah. it's genius. It's genius. Because he doesn't leave her number. Or I think this, because on the walkie-talkie scene, like... The, he says, he, like, I hate when I give a, guy, a girl my number and I don't get, I don't get a response. Yeah, right? he, he knew where like she that. worked because yeah. she told him right. where she worked. So he was able to contact her that way. But a little, I, little, little creepy, though, to go all in on the walkie-talkie thing and then set up, set up multiple it's dates. It's a little weird. And then to research her great-grandfather who, or great-great-grandfather, I think, I the think Ellis that, Island thing. Yeah, I got notes on that. That was a little creepy. I think that's yeah, a fine date, but not for a first date. I think that's a cool thing to do, Wouldn't like, that creep down you out, the though? road. I'd like, down the road, but not on a, on a first date, it would creep me out. On a first date, it would absolutely creep me out. Yeah, Judd, I mean, if you have thoughts on it, Judd, is this your least favorite part? No. Least <laughs> believable part. Oh. Okay. Se- 7 a.m. date, okay? But- yeah, I don't do 7 a.m. dates. Keep going, Phil. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to it. We'll okay. get to it. All right. Where are we at here? Favorite part? Yeah, that favorite was, part. Actually, my favorite part Yours. was the same part as Declan's. Oh, is the, I, the, the bar I, scene? It's the, be- it's the best scene. Yes. It's obviously unrealistic, but it was That's charming. Fine. It was It was also, ju- I, I love Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Like anything that Will Smith is, is in, I agree. He's great. Take my money. Yep. Yeah. Fifteen dollars, whatever. Like, He's just really take good. my money um, for thirty years. And so that scene was peak Will Smith. Just smooth, charming, sort of a sort of a d bag, but also likable enough, right? So, uh, so that's my favorite thing. All right, least favorite thing of this movie, Judd. Uh, okay, back to the storyline here. Okay, <laughs> so so again. They had a decent idea, but the plausibility of of the fact that Hitch becomes this mastermind sort of bad guy, basically based on a misunderstanding of what Vance Munson says, like like Hitch helped people, like he's not a terrible guy. Um, Power suit, power tie, power steering. Yeah, but they do what I want. But he helped. But yeah, (laughs) but I mean, what one guy who basically plays zero role. But he's this creep, and he is—he's basically the the a cliche of every slick guy, right? Uh, he becomes like the focal point of the date doctor is a terrible person, and it's a misunderstanding. No, he's not. He actually helps people. And the other thing about about it off that is, so you're telling me that that Sarah, gossip columnists. And a, a, as far as I could tell, ball buster, right? Like she's a hard oh, yeah. working ball buster. Yeah. She's it. not a girly girl. She I'm is, all about it. she is good. Right. But I mean, and, and that's fine. And I'm again, and again, I liked her character. <laughs> exactly the kind of woman I know I'm you are for. until she gets on Twitter and destroys you. <laughs> no, but, she stays off of Twitter. But she has and, a burner account to, to find the gossip. Th- th- yeah. Oh, well, but God. that's the point. You just made my point for me. So here's the problem. <laughs> is Phil going to be okay? <laughs> Sorry. It's true. Oh, okay. De- it's true. Declan. Declan, every chance you get, it's like, yeah, just tie my hands to the oh, headboard. Oh, my God. Anyway. Oh, Declan is like if Hitch met Curb Your Enthusiasm. That, yes. that would be Declan's yeah. dating movie. Yeah. 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 He'd get left <laughs> tied to the headboard. She doesn't have a Twitter. She'd walk out. Cops would have to come and uh. un- uncut him out. Uh, so, anyway, so, so, anyway, you're telling me that she finally finds out who the date doctor is. And she now has unfettered access to him, like unfettered. She knows who he is, 
she's dating him. Mm-hmm. And she could have gotten the story of stories if she had just played it cool. And by the way, again, she's not an overreacting woe is me type of person. Yeah. So she right. has so she's gonna find all of this out. And yeah. now she can put together if she just plays it cool, this great story. She's in on his sources, everything. And she freaks out. And yeah. she immediately writes this incorrect story. Love does weird things. Yeah, man. Again. Again, I'm just asking, I'm just asking for, but right, it does to people that are weird, but she's not. She's like this. So she's bad at her job and dating. Well, but what's weird is she's good at her job, and then all of a sudden she gets bad at her job. Yeah. That's my hmm. my my least favorite part, because I liked her character a lot, and I liked how they developed it, and then they're just like, okay, screw it. Now she's going <laughs> to completely go off the rails. Dex, what was your least favorite part of this movie? Um, I thought. So, my least favorite part is, I understand how he becomes Hitch, you know, they do the flashback scene, he's this huge L7 dork in college, <laughs> yep. gets his heart broken, gets cheated on. I mean, it's one thing to get your heart broke, it's another thing to get cheated on. Not I've tough. never been cheated on, but that, that's that got to be just brutal. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, so that scene happens, and then just fast forward, what is it, maybe 10 years later, and he's, like, this insanely talented, smitten date. I needed a little bit more, like, if they could make a prologue, like, an, another spinoff. Wow, so the sequel should be a prequel. Uh, between when he got his heart broken, or even wow. in With college, uncle? too. In college to when he becomes this insane consultant date doctor. Because, like, it, all of a sudden, just he goes from dork who gets his heart broken to, like, the biggest pickup artist of all. T- it's a big leap. It's a big leap. So that's, like, the one little plot hole that I have in this film. Urkel, baby. Yeah, he goes from <laughs> that's Urkel, Urkel gal. That's the prequel. to, like, Michael B. Hello. Jordan overnight. Hello. <laughs> like, how does that happen? Well, you- maybe, I mean, listen, Family Matters was a thing in the late 90s, so maybe he Stephane. hopped into one of those Stefan Urkel chambers, yeah, he was right? Maybe, he was maybe Stefan. Um <laughs> But I think I think that's my like least favorite part, just because oh. I, I needed a little bit little bit more thing. Also, did you guys notice the hilarious uh, uh, like part of the sh- uh, of the movie? So his shirt, his shirt gets ripped off in the taxi cab. Yep. yep. and it gets like vis- visibly ripped. But all of a sudden, Sarah shows up with it dry cleaned and totally normal. Yeah. And then he forgets it again at the at the restaurant. So now it's in her boss's chamber. And then eventually it gets back to Hitch when the, when he like they break up at his apartment, and then point. at the end of the movie he's again wearing that shirt, very durable shirt. It's a weird little it's a Hammermaid. It's a Go weird, to Hammermaid.com. Maybe it is. <laughs> but I found that hilarious. It's like damn, the shirt just survived through everything apparently. You're yeah, right. We need to know what the brand of that shirt was. Yeah, so that's Make my sure least. That was, that was my least favorite part. I think my least favorite part was actually the end of the movie. Like I was fine with the yeah. the general end of the movie, but what I hated about the end of the movie, yeah. Was Hitch shows up to the door, and he's now, so two things. He's now gone from, like, being the smoothest, most confident communicator ever and can just, like, talk his way. He can walk up to a woman he's never met before and know exactly what drink to buy her, know exactly what to say, like, everything without missing a beat, without being worked up or anything. And by the end of the movie, he's just like a blubbering mess yeah. and can't even speak. And, and he, he doesn't know what love is now. I wrote that down, too. Just, he he's lost speak. what love is. He's lost is. everything. Yeah. And and right. she has this good-looking guy in her apartment and knows that there could be some confusion here and yep. decides to play that card close to the vest. Good that it's her. actually like her sister's husband or I something. I think that's a brilliant move on her end, to be completely honest. I thought honest, it was unnecessary. Though. He's showing up at the door. He's yeah. like pouring his that, heart that's out. That's my point. you to play that card now? But, I don't but know. they wrote too much in. Part of the game, baby. That's just that. That's the game. But that... But my point is they wrote too much I in. am the game. game. <laughs> All right. Like, so yeah. let's see. Uh, next one is cheesiest part for you guys. What was the cheesiest part of this movie? Oh. Oh, okay. It is this one. The date, the first date, they go and what? Take jet skis? Mm-hmm. Ellis Island, right? Yep. And we, we talked about this briefly. But he has researched who her grandfather is. Great, 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 who who turns out to, to be the butcher of Cadiz because he's <laughs> killed a bunch of people. And he has his buddy who, by the way, knows him well, but like we have no idea. We don't see that guy before or after. He has him somehow get into the book of everyone who visited. Like this book is mammoth. We're yeah. talking thousands of people who came over on boats, right? Yeah. He finds the butcher of Cadiz's real name. 
and is able to have it turn to that page. Um, and then real quick, yeah. So so the book go, is open. Go ahead, I digress. The, yeah. the book is open. Yeah, and it's not alphabetical, right? Yeah. It's just yeah. like people are just writing this their names over. In. And he and he says something to the effect to her of like, sometimes to know where you're going, it helps to know where you've been. Mm-hmm. And then he looks at her and she looks back and then he kind of like does the eye like looks over to the book. If you're her in that moment, would you think, would you know what he meant? Like, oh, no. I should read the names in the book. And, and it would, by the way, it would take her a long time to like decipher what the names are. And right and away she gets to it. And the best part about it is what they show, the penmanship is perfect. Like everyone had perfect and penmanship. Yeah, it, yes, zero chance <laughs> it's that penmanship It's not faded out at all. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, okay, let me write this in perfect. But anyway... It, it again show or it again to me was like they you didn't even really need this to make it a good film yeah. and it was so cheesy and then she of course starts to cry and it's a it's all a misunderstand that that's where I got hung up on things it's like okay this is cool and it's fine and this cast this cast was too good for some of the crap I think they pulled <laughs> I really I do I thought I thought it was amazing all right Declan because I do really like the cast. easiest part for you oh, uh, great. D- just just the ending like I know they got to bring it full circle with with the rom-com and stuff but just just the whole ending scene it, it it's it's just like I didn't really I didn't really enjoy it I didn't really enjoy how both of them like said that they're in love with each other. He like gets on top of the car, almost gets killed in like the or gets severely injured, I should say, in in, in the car crash. But he's fine. And he's fine. He falls off the car and he's just fine. I'm just fine. Um yeah, I, I would I would say that it was just the end. It's just kinda blah. It just it it's it's it, there isn't too much cheesiness to this. No, like, actually it's it's mostly like I don't know what the word is. Jed used cliche, but I think it was it, there's more just like it's like grandiose. Everything sure. in the movie is like over the Cause top. Even, Cause even, well, but like even the 90, 10 thing, like the 90, 10 thing is a real thing. That isn't that like the fact that they like made, like coined the phrase 90, 10, the guy goes 90, she goes 10. That is a, that's, that's 100% true. Sure. I, I, I love that part, but I think in general, they do a really good job of just taking the cheesy moments and making them realistic. So hmm. it, it's, it's kind of hard for me to pick out like, what is the cheesiest part? I would say the cheesiest part was when they get in the argument at the speed dating thing, and then he yeah. gets up and gives the big speech about love that we played earlier. Right. He gives the big speech about how, listen, all of you, this is why, and I'm going to solve this problem. Okay, what was the least believable thing about this movie? Oh, Jen? mine is simple. First date, 7 a.m., it's supposed to be breakfast. Like they say, breakfast, okay? And she shows up. And it turns out to be jet skiing on the Hudson. Hmm. There's no food. It's 7 a.m. in New York yeah, on a it. Sunday. There would be no second date. I would just leave. I came for breakfast. I'm up at 7. You're <laughs> lucky I'm up. And you want me to go on a jet ski? <laughs> but here's why it's brilliant, okay? I'm going to give you some dating advice here, everyone. Okay, oh Phil Mackey dating advice here, okay? Okay. Part of breaking through... The sea of just like comparable normal dudes who are doing the same thing is to do something drastically different. Yeah. And so what's like the standard first or second day? Well, let's go get dinner and some drinks or some coffee. Like like 95% of people are like dinner, drinks, coffee, dinner, drinks, coffee. Do something that's completely different and out there that can act. Instead of sitting there and talking about what do you do for a living over (laughs) a cup of coffee. Go jet skiing, have some fun, create some good at vibes, 7 and then on have a, a fun Sunday conversation. On the Hudson, no thank you. Do it at 10 a.m. Do it at 10 a.m. Okay, and, she, and, and she not on the to Hudson. Do it at 10 a.m. The fact she doesn't like mornings either. Again, another reason. I love Eva Mendez. She doesn't. She yeah, doesn't well, like to do you, mornings. You got. You're not going to win that one, my good By the man. Way, is the Hudson, Ryan Gosling is very happy with her as his wife. I had zero idea she was married to Ryan Gosling. I didn't, until I didn't know that either. Two kids, until last two, yeah, two and, kids, and, and she retired like, from acting. Yeah, basically. quit her career to like be a mom. Basically, yeah, good yeah. for her. It was know? awesome. Her last awesome. acting gig yep. was in 2014. Yep. So yeah. she's been out for seven years. Um, is the Hudson clean enough to That's just what like I was God, fall into I gotta it? imagine. No. That's what I was. Even he just disgusting. Like, probably a diaper got swallowed up, and it probably did, dude. That the Hudson is New York is gross. Like there, there's no way the Hudson isn't. But gross. why would you be on jet skis on the Hudson? That that is. Yeah, the, it's also very very strange. You're correct. I don't know. It just kind of feels weird. Got to be cold. Not believable. The sports. The next game. Believable. All right, Dex. Least believable thing. Uh, least believable thing for me was the walkie. Even though it's really cool, the walkie talkie scene. Like it's 2005. There's zero chance a walkie-talkie. Like, is he like circling 
her building? Like, how close is he to the building? I think so. It, it kind of showed him walking around outside. Yeah, right? but, but I think he's supposed to be outside the newspaper. But there, he's low key super creepy. It's a little creepy. He figured out, but he her knows all address, the moves. Like her great great grandfather. Oh, he's definitely creepy. Yes. Um, but His whole I, life is the walkie-talkie thing is just a little ridiculous because, like, there's zero chance in 2005 the range of those walkie-talkies are are that are that significant. And also how he like basically sends the messenger boy, and if she would have said yes to Friday, like he, so he had like two, yeah, two ideas planned. I, yeah, you're right. I, what was I, the other idea? I wonder. Yeah, I know. Another thing in the, the guy stands I there to, and I it's very sequel. bizarre. And I'm, I'm like, why doesn't he leave? And that's why. Um, so just just that, because even like you're trying to make a really good first impression. You want to go on a date with this girl really, really bad. We've all everyone's been there. Maybe I've only been there. I don't know. But I would not do the drastic steps to that to have like send a delivery boy two different packages. Dude, if she says yes well, to one of these. two, I mean, maybe you got to step, you step maybe your game I'm, up a little bit. I'm, yeah, maybe I am screwing up. Step your game up. by where I'm at right now. So, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Okay, least least believable thing for me, <laughs> and it's a huge theme that we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. <laughs> the idea that Kevin James slash Albert Brenneman would have any shot with a high-profile, like, A-list celebrity, Allegra Cole. And that brings me to, like, the next part of this, which is the big picture of Kevin James' career. <laughs> has any TV or movie actor outkicked his TV slash movie coverage mm-hmm. more than Kevin James with Leah Remini in King of Queens. Oh, I love Leah. With Allegra Cole in this movie. I love Leah Remini. In Grown Ups, <laughs> he was with, love his wife was Maria Bello in yep, Grown Ups. Yeah. Like, there's probably more here than I'm missing, too. That's the... But like, typical he, thing, though, he's right? He's like spilling. He's like eating a hot dog, and he's got mustard. Ja- Jackie and Glee, he's just a dweeb. Jackie Gleason's the same way. Fred Flintstone outkicked his coverage. Wow. Okay. Fred and Will. You little thing Wilma, Wilma there. Wilma was way better looking than Barney Rubble. You, you, Betty was way better looking. You like barefoot gals with uh, <laughs> with with rugged dresses. The Flintstones. The Flintstones is indicative of how Hollywood operates. I'm going to guess that the Flintstones had some hygiene problems, but that's just yeah, me. It's just a youth thing. Stay away. Um, I've got, I, I have listed out here all of the dating advice that Hitch gave, like all the little one-liners or most of them. Sure. I'm going to rattle through these and I'd love your guys' thoughts as we go here. Sure. Like, are you buying into these theories and advice pieces? Okay. Okay. This is Declan, right up Declan's yep. alley. Ready. No matter what, <laughs> no matter when, no matter who, any man has the chance to sweep any woman off her feet. He just needs the right broom. Yes. I buy that. I want a hundred percent buy that. Well, it, it, yeah, it makes absolute perfect sense. Because he, ha- he has to buy that to keep his dreams alive. <laughs> I'm just saying, it, it, it totally, it's very believable. It's very believable. I think women, I, 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 I think women are going to draw a line somewhere. Yeah. I don't think sure. it's any man, any woman. Sure, but I, here's the thing, and this might come off really bad, but I don't think the guy's going to draw a line that far. I don't think he's going to draw a line as far as the woman would draw the line. But do you really think that in real life, what are the odds that a Kevin James has? Zero. Right, that's with what I'm an saying. A-list celebrity, like zero. I, I don't think it would work. Like I, she might like him and think it's cute. I get, the, but they're I, not going to end up together. Put it this way: I get the concept of women. Women care more about a guy's personality and sure. if he's funny than his looks. Men are more like, okay, she is she hot or not, and that's the initial. Mm-hmm. So the idea that if a guy who looks like Albert Brenneman is confident, funny, and can you know is charismatic, that like. If that was the case, but he wasn't any of those things. Like he, no, was, he was a nerd. nerd. He, he was wasn't nerd. funny. Like, he didn't quit his job too. Like wh- what? Did yeah, he they do didn't really talk after about he quit that. his job. He just didn't had another back, or like he clearly quit it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here's more. So no, I don't buy that across the board. It. Next up, uh, you well, cannot you cannot use what you do not have. If you're shy, be shy. If you're outgoing, be outgoing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I guess that applies. Yeah, I guess that's true. So basically, just be, be yourself. yourself. Yeah, be yourself. I don't, I don't think that's tough. If you can just be yourself, like you might need to be. A little something else. Well, you can't be like completely shy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta like you gotta, you gotta go do something. Right. Sixty percent of all human communication is nonverbal. Thirty percent is your tone. So that means that ninety percent of what you're saying ain't coming out of your mouth. Yeah, I, I agree with that. One hundred percent agree with that. So when when they say tone, are they talking about the tone of your voice, the tone of your actions, yeah, your, what your, your body de- language? Your de- yeah, your body language, your delivery. Are you confident? Are you sure. angry? You know, et cetera. Do you give off a good vibe? Yeah. 90% yeah, of it is, yeah. is your vibe. Absolutely. Right? 
Okay, when she's talking, don't be looking at her mouth. Don't be wondering what she looks like naked. Just listen and respond. Well, that's and not, that's Jean. Yeah, that's that's not true because the key thing is to look at the TV over her shoulder <laughs> to keep track of the game because she thinks you're looking at her. And you're looking at the TV it's gotta be to right, catch up on the scores. It's, it's, but it's right, be but you got to move her, above but, the head. Is but you got to make sure that that she is either seated or standing in the right place. Yeah, it, it's all key. about the positioning of your partner. Women will always have much more daggers on you than the men. Like the, if you doze off, if you look somewhere else, she's oh, going to know. know. She'll know in a second. What dude. are you looking it's at? Very, it's but very that's obvious. when a relationship gets serious. I I think I think. <laughs> Acting like you are like you're a little bit aloof is key, and that is when you can examine the scores. So the thing or the action on the TV. The thing I'm the most guilty of when we're at a restaurant. Let's say we're sitting across in a booth or whatever. No side sitting. Rarely side sitting. Mm-hmm. Rarely. Now, if it's mm-hmm. outside or something, and you want to both look yeah. at the view, we'll we'll sure. side sit. I'll, for do, sure. I'll do that. We yeah, don't I'll do side same siders unless it's like okay, there's a go for sure, New Year's Day on. bowl game. When on we or met, Don always said. Sit with me on the same. I've I've never I've ne- I can't do it. Yeah, it's wow. only if there's I'll a game side on. Sit. I'll yeah. side sit, but I will not sit in the same booth as you. But where I get guilty is I I love at restaurants. I love like watching if if other people's food goes by. I love to see oh, yeah. what their food looks like. So if we're in a conversation, like, like does. every yeah. single time someone like a, a waitress or a server walks by with food and there's like a big plate of wings. I'm like looking at the wings. She likes to yeah. look at how the, the and food I, I get called out all the time, rightfully oh. so, for like, what are you looking at? The double bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> just went by. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I love you. Um, eight out of ten women. Eight out of ten women think that the first kiss will tell them everything they need to know about a relationship. Okay, so I consulted with someone when we were watching this film, and she said that is complete BS. Oh, so you can be a terrible kisser? She, well, n- no, not even not even that. Just the kiss. The first kiss means nothing. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, or, or maybe, it doesn't hold as much merit as what Hitch is saying. Maybe all of her first kisses have been have also passed maybe the test. that. Maybe that's also so been it a doesn't. Thing. It doesn't set a tone or establish things. Basically, then correct. Okay, because also I no idea. the first yeah, kiss. If you're, if you're a crappy kisser. I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't right, right, bank right. on getting a second date. I don't though. think that is what what the person was trying to say. She was trying to say that the first kiss could be also. It's indicative of the circumstances you're in. Like, is it a date? Are you? Making out with each other for the first time at a bar, like oh, okay. wh- where where is the kiss coming from? Sure. Is it a dare? Is it something See, like this so? Is good, I'm glad you consulted. The, the, that. There is a situation that has to be like prefaced before you with the first kiss. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. What about this one? The secret to a kiss is the ninety percent rule. The secret to a kiss is to go ninety percent of the way and then hold one hundred percent. You go one hundred percent? No, 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 no. Like that's one hundred percent correct. Oh, okay. I go to ninety ten. Sorry, Wait, it's to do what? Ninety ten. Oh, it's to use that. Okay, 90, yeah, I've never even heard. You go ninety, of that, but it makes sense. She'll go ten. You can't. You don't want to do what I think this was. I think this was on uh, the Claire season of The Bachelorette, where the guy the guy went like forty percent, and then she she went like over fifty percent, and then he pulled back to twenty percent, mm-hmm. and then he got eliminated. Well, why would you do that? Instead of him just like going in, he just like he he like. Why would he do he that? Back to yeah. I don't know. It was it was. Bachelor also, career suicide. That's a lot I mean, of work would, right there. We don't have a woman here, but like, does the woman go ninety? Would you ever just go ten if she went ninety? I don't know what. What else would you? You could either go zero. You could go zero. Would you go thirty? Would you go now 30? You're past, now right. you're past each other? Exactly. I've been married. How do you long. calibrate? No right. idea. Yeah. If she, if, what if she goes eighty and you go forty? Right. Now are your ears touching? Exactly. I don't know what's happening. It can be difficult. What's it a spot? Box your heads. It's a whole thing. Ta-da. A woman's best friend must sign off on all big relationship decisions. That's true when they're younger, I bet, but not when they're older. That's true. Like, for sure in your 20s, it's yeah. all yeah. about validation. And then life is not the amount of breaths you take. It's the moments that take your breath away. Lame. So cheesy and dumb. You know what? I could see it. World Series, Game <laughs> okay. 7, 87, took my breath away. Yeah. 91. 91. Gene Larkin, right? Danny Gladden scores. Took my breath away. Okay. I sort of like that from a sports perspective. I do, too. I think I'm with Judd on this one. Okay. All right, you guys want to get into the some of the rankings here? Yeah, actually, I've got oh yeah one point off off an er, earlier topic. Uh, when it comes to Will Smith and his character, Alex Hitchens, okay, mm-hmm. uh, off Phil's point, the creepiness of that character potentially, like he was a he was a college geek, right? Like a complete nerd. Yep. He now has like turned his life around by researching and obviously doing tons of work to get to where he, he is now as the date doctor, right? And 
he like looks things up and like where personality wise, where is that character on basically becoming a stalker or killer? <laughs> Cause like there is a, there, there's an element to it. Cause we really don't know him. There's an, Weird little. Are you talking about, sorry, are you talking about Hitch? Yeah, I'm talking about Hitch no. and the line and the line that Hitch could I'm cross. Killer and the line that Hitch could <laughs> what cross are you about? to become because he's because he's, he's a caring, super cool dude. Yeah, man. No, I know, but he wasn't when he was young, and he turned that, himself into to this, meaning that he could morph into a into a tyrant at any time. Not everyone a who's tyrant? socially wait. Not everyone who's socially awkward when they're 17 has to turn into like. Jeffrey I'm, Dahmer, yeah, dude. right. But I'm asking for the for matters of a sequel. I'm asking, what if we were to catch up with Hitch 16 years after the fact, and now he's on the war path, and the cops are after him? But again, they I don't think, know who they're after. I think there's some type of prologue. I think there's some there's type a, of prequel. Yeah, there's a prequel here for sure. 100. percent here for Make it. it happen. We'll speak this into existence if we have to. You don't want to get hitched. That's the trailer. It, wow. Pre-hitched. Pre-hitched. That's the movie. Pre-hitched. Pre-hitched. Anyway, I'm just saying he that I think her. he's got some. I think there's. I think there's demons there that have not been explored by the by the people that wrote this film. All right, dude. Anyway, all right, all right. All right. Okay. Definitive relationship rankings. Yep. We're going off of chemistry between the couple. Uh huh. So the only one we've reviewed so far are Ben Barry and Andy Anderson from How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, and they scored on a one through ten a composite eight point three. So how would you give, we're going to go Hitch and Sarah for this one. That's the main yeah. couple here. Yep, Absolutely. Hitch and Sarah graded on the chemistry between the couple. Um, I think the chemistry is legit. I think it's pretty legit. But at the same time, there's a little bit of conflict because then she realizes he's, he's this sleazy, quote-unquote, date doctor. And then there's a little bit of a gap in there at the end of the movie with, with where they're at. Yeah. But by the end, like, I don't think you, I think it's more just like the screen chemistry and, mm-hmm. and the, between and the, the two actors. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it a nine. It's a nine. There you go. It's a nine. We'll struggle a little bit there, but a nine. Judd. Judd. I'll, I'll give him an eight. Hmm. Okay. It's good. Mackie. It's solid. Okay. I'm just doing some math here. They can't finish higher than, uh... than our first movie. That that was great chemistry. I gotta tell you, I'm giving it a nine point five, oh! which makes it an eight point eight yes! composite score here. An eight point eight. I think the chemistry between these two was even better because it wasn't based on a lie. Ben Barry and Andy Anderson were lying to each other about their motives. All right. And so it always felt a little forced. It was a forced interaction yeah, between this, the two of them. But this is big. these two genuinely loved each other. And there was a miscommunication. Oh, there was not. They were lie. They were scam artists. Both who, of them. Who was a scam artist? Both of them. He did. He wouldn't tell her what she told she him did. right away. What her job was. Yep. Yep. And he never like tried to trick her. Or but anything. she was he after just... him the whole time. It's an eight point eight. Yeah. I I don't agree with this ranking. Will Smith and Eva Mendes. <laughs> I find this ranking objectionable. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We'll, we'll we'll get Harry and Sally at some point. And oh God! It'll, it'll... Maybe top it. Okay. So one through ten again here. The restaurant scene. We're going with, oh man, we're going with uh, Hitch. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days was 8.8, so Hitch is our next one here. Uh, entertainment value is really the the criteria here for mm-hmm. this movie. Start with Judd. I'm going to give it a very solid 7. <laughs> Such disrespect. Yeah, I'm gonna seriously. Give it a, I'm, Such disrespect. I'm, I'm giving it a very solid 7 based on the, on the thespians that we saw, and I thought they did a great job. The thespians. I, I thought they did a great job. It's, obvi- it's obviously a 10 for me. It's a 10 out of 10. This is like one of my all-time favorite movies. I know there's some bias involved here, but I love this film. It's a great story. I think it's honestly more realistic than How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. It's a 10 out of 10 yep. for me. It's a 10. I agree. This is a 10 yes. movie. This is a 10 this movie. not a 10. And the reason I give this movie a 10 instead of How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, the tiebreaker, you want to know what it is? Proper use of a Knicks game footage. Oh, okay. Okay. I did. I, that was my don't, favorite part. Don't take your one regular season game that you grabbed footage of and make it into an NBA Finals series throughout the movie. That's ridiculous. I so, agree. I agree. With the sports use thing, yeah. of sports sprinkled yeah, in as I seasoning. You, I think that you were overcome by attachment to this film, and I think the flaws are still there. Oh. So Hitch, because of uh, Judd seven and our tens, and the composite score is now a nine. So Hitch is a nine. How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days is an eight point eight, and those are the movies that uh, we've reviewed so far. Um, boys, for next week. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Oh, yeah. Question: Speed dating. Yeah, is that still a thing, Declan? 
Uh, I feel like it used to be big back then, and now I don't read about it or hear about it anymore. So there, there's this podcast I listen to locally that they do it. They have this new one. It's it's it, it's a speed dating thing, and they it's called I think Kings and Queens. Okay. And they do a speed dating little thing where it's like it, they they switch it up every week. So one time it's one guy with three girls, and then or and then it's vice, it flips around for the next week. Okay. I think it happens still. Yeah, I don't think it like happens to the also like with COVID right now. Obviously that no, that, but that, I'm just saying before but in, like, that general. Um, yeah, I think it, it happens, but I don't think it's like as big as it used to be. Okay. I've never, I was just curious. I've never done. If we still had speed dating. Yeah. I think, I think it still exists, but there was actually, I feel like when I was in Scottsdale visiting my dad over the holidays and the COVID restrictions aren't quite, uh, (laughs) I swear to God, we saw a sign at like the resort we were at that's like speed dating next Saturday night or something. It was like some for like old people. I don't know. Yeah, old. I guess old people old that spouses people died. Uh, three movies to choose from here. I'm just grabbing from our from our bin here, and I'm I'm going to add one to the bin, okay. and then I'll I'll take two, and we'll figure out how to choose these. But the three up for this week are Fever Pitch, Ooh, Sweet Home Alabama. Oh God, great movie. And I want to add this one. Please. While you were sleeping, with Sandra Bullock, Kevin Costner. Is he who's nope. the guy? Who's the male lead in that? I don't remember his name. Have I seen that one? I think I might have seen that. While one. you were sleeping, is, Sandra Bullock is like a like Hold a on, subway worker or something. This dude, yeah, oh yeah, this she, dude hits a coma. And and she fu- pretends to be uh, Bill Pullman. Bill oh, Pullman's yeah. in this one. Bill Pullman and Sandra Bullock. I have yeah. seen this. I have seen this. It's I recall it being cute. So I'm gonna I'm gonna label these one through three, okay? okay. And we're gonna have we're gonna have Declan choose a number one through three. <laughs> While okay. you were sleeping, 1995. I really. I'll be honest. My bias wants the first two really bad because I love both those movies. Um, I think you'll find. I think you'll find things about. All of them that will be enjoyable. That's true, though. That's true. All right. I will go with one. While you were sleeping. There you go. While you <laughs> you know you can't go with one when that was the third one, dude. <laughs> a, it didn't matter. I was going to screw it up. All right. While you were sleeping for next week. Hold on a second. I got to write that down in my notes. I did see that when it came out, and it's been years. There's a lot There's a lot to dissect in that one that I think you'll find, okay. you'll find interesting. Okay. Um. Unless you guys think this is a grave mistake, like Dan Orlovsky used the term "grave mistake." Dak Prescott. My bias is to, like those Sweet Home Alabama oh, and Fever Pitch it. are like. Should two we do of Fever my, Pitch? Are like two of my favorite films. Should we just do They're Fever also Pitch? Also, my rom coms. I don't care. That's fine with me. I'll do Fever. I'll, I'll do all right. Fever if you guys pitch. feel passionate about Fever Pitch, we'll do Fever Pitch next week. That's a cute. It's film. a sport. It's a sportsish yeah. movie too. Also it's a sports film that that they, they actually had to go back and reshoot the ending because the damn Red Sox won yeah. the World Series and it was all based on the Red Sox. Not ha- having won what, World a World Series since 1918, right? right. At the time, it was yep. 1918. All right, so all right, all right so, so we'll call on, wait, wait, we're doing fever pitch. We'll do fever pitch. All right, we're, we're going to keep all these. Right. If you have other ones you want to add to the list, and we'll take suggestions from people Sweet too. Home Alabama, Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> Great movie. I've never. I don't think I've seen that one. That's the one I haven't seen. Oh, God, it's such a good movie. But right. I'm sure I will sit down with pen and paper and dissect it thoroughly to give an analysis while you guys give a tenth. I hate it. When a guy calls a girl who did not give him her number. So this is me not calling. Over. Yes, you're right. This is much less invasive. Listen, I've been thinking about that sign on your forehead, and I was wondering if you'd mind taking it down for dinner Friday night. Over. Oh, I can't. I have a couple parties I have to hit. Uh, Gossip never sleeps. Saturday. I, um, I have a date. Okay, Webster, how do I get rid of you? Breakfast Sunday, and you can barely even call that a date. You do that with out-of-town relatives that you don't even like. Over. Okay, I guess I could do Sunday. You forgot to say over. Over. This conversation's over as soon as you tell me when and where. 7 a.m. North Cove Marina. Over and out.